Welcome to uh, Zenith Podcast. I'm your host, Caesar, and I'm here with uh, Alberto Martin. He, we've known each other since middle school, and middle school. it's been more than 10 years now, and life life has truly happened. Yeah. Yeah. Life happened. Yeah. <laughs> now we're here, bro. How you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. It's been uh, a little difficult this past year, but, you know, just trying to stay positive. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, that's how, yeah, like, everyone, everyone, dude, this, this 2020s went by it felt like it went by so slow but so fast at the same time i feel like we just kind of wasted a year of our life like it was just kind of on pause honestly yeah it was yeah yeah, it was on pause and it's crazy because like a lot happened last year you know a lot like probably a decade's worth of stuff happened in one year honestly i think 2020 was probably the most life-changing year uh, in my 24 years really easily why is that i mean to start off the year kobe dies i mean come on horrible loss um my child my second child was born gianna right? gianna did you name her we named we, we we originally had the name jamie and we were stuck on jamie since 2019 when we found out she was pregnant okay and we loved the name we were stuck with it and then like maybe a month before the kobe accident like we were like ah you know what we're not feeling it no more i don't like it we don't like it no more and we, we saw how it was written now. We're like, I, I don't like it. So the accident with Kobe happens, and then she's born in June. And by the time she was about to come, we're like, you know what? Like, Gianna's the perfect name. Like per- Gianna's a beautiful name. Yeah. Gianna Martin, also, that like that flows off really good. Her middle name is actually Sunny. Sunny? Yeah. Okay. Called S-U-N-N-I. Yeah. Okay. Well, why did you choose that as a name? Uh, Gabby name? just, she just kind of like likes something warm, you know, something happy. Dude, if there's something I definitely like, give um like give props to you is that you know how to name your kids beautiful names. Yeah, like Gianna and Matteo. Matteo, yeah. like, dude, I don't know if I told you this, but I love like both names are beautiful. Names. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- Matteo was named after his his middle name is Ignacio, oh. and his, it's after his grandpa from Gabby's side, and they share the same birthday. Oh really? Yeah, he was just born on that day, and we decided we were decided prior that we were gonna name him that, and then he just happened to be born on his dude, on his beautiful. birthday. Crazy. How did grandpa respond? Like, he loved it. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, he loved it. Dude, like something of what I like about your names too is that uh, Mateo and Jenna are both like they're non traditional English American names. You that's know? yeah, that's what we wanted too. I I didn't want a name that kind of didn't roll off the tongue easily. You know, kind of a name that you don't hear yeah. often. Uh, I didn't want an English sounding name at all. I wanted them to have like Spanish sounding names just because so they can you can tell you can know they're Mexican, you know? Yeah, and like it's it, it also connects them more to the culture because of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's and what I wanted, yeah. You nailed it. Like yeah. it's, it's it's they're so cool. Mateo yeah. and Gianna. So how old is Mateo Mateo now? He's two he's about two and a half now. Two and a half. Yeah. And then Gianna's about five months. She's uh, seven months now. Seven months? Seven months. Oh my God. Yeah, she just turned seven months. It's crazy because they also, they both look alike. They look like siblings. Yeah, you know? uh, they look like ex- identical twins. It's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And uh, how does, like, how do they act, like, between, like, each other, you know? Do they like each other? Um, Mateo at first, obviously, he's the firstborn, you know, he's going to be a little jealous at first. But the ones he kind of warmed up to her and you realize, like, oh, she's staying here, you know, she's not, she's not leaving, she's going to be here. And now he's like, oh, that's my sister. And you can tell, like, he takes care of her. And, like, if she makes a single noise, it's quiet. And he's like, oh, baby. And he, like, runs over there. Like, he's always watching her. Yeah, that's, that's, I think he's starting that as a young age, too. That's going to yeah. definitely help them get closer. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, we want them to be close, too. Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful, man. Yeah. And uh, with the two kids, like, you think that's going to be, like, that's good for you? or? Oh, I think that's good for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we, we, we've been talking about it recently, too. And, uh, I mean, I just, I was telling her that I just, if we had another boy, I just, I couldn't see myself having, like, two boys, you know? Like, I see Mateo as, like, that's, that's mine, you know? That's your mini-me. Yeah, and I see Gianna as, like, that's my girl, you know? And if we had another girl, like, I don't know, I wouldn't say I don't have enough love for a third kid. I just, I, I want to give all my focus. You have enough for these I have enough. I I want to give all my focus to them, too. That's good, dude. And like, yeah, they're only two years apart, huh? Yeah. yeah. About yeah, about a year and a half. Damn. So yeah. like, they really are gonna grow up together, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool because they're probably gonna go to school together as well. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So it'll be the big brother protecting her. Yeah. yeah. Big brother Mateo and yeah. care of Gianna. It's gonna be good. Yeah, dude. And uh, like you've been a dad already for that long. Yeah. And how, how's that been? Um, it's been great. Um, obviously a little scared at first, but I think you just learn as you go. 
Um, you just try to give your kids not everything they want. You just have to be there for them, honestly. Like, uh, I've, I've noticed when I was growing up, uh, maybe it wasn't like that. And then now with my own kids, I've noticed that that's kind of all they need, you know? They, they don't need, like, the expensive things. They don't need the newest things. All they really need is you to be there. And, like, you can see, you can tell just in their face, in their face when you show up every day, like, after work or something, they just want you there. Like, it's, it's beautiful, man. It's honestly, like, just show up, coming home every day. And like seeing that excitement, like it's beautiful. Dude, like and like that's every day too. Yeah. And like the fact that like you have the mentality makes probably makes it a lot more easy and doable for yeah. you because of that. You know. Yeah. That's fortunate, dude. Like you, I mean, yeah, like like you're fortunate enough to have found, you know, like your partner. At, yeah. Like, at that age, and we be able to start it, and like at, at especially at a time now where that's not common anymore. You yeah. Know? And how's like how do you think that's like that is you know? Um. When when Gabby first told her family that she was pregnant, they said every everybody said, "Oh, you're so young, you're so young." Like, like well, you could have waited a little longer, you know. And when you realize when when the people telling you, they don't realize that when they had their own kids, they were the same age. My mom was 19 when she had my my brother, and we we were 21. You know, I mean, it's still young, but we were older than what she was. So I mean, I think people. Older people kind of don't realize uh, what they're kind of saying to the younger generation. They kind of forget, like, oh, I did the same thing. Yeah. You know? But um, I don't know. I, I've always I've always been, uh, what's the word? I've always just, if, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen, you know? Like, I never planned on having yeah, a like kid. I never, yeah, I never planned on having a kid this young. It just happened. You know, I found the perfect girl. Uh, and... She said, "If you're down, I'm down, and we just <laughs> we just made a baby, you know." Yeah, I I remember when you told me <laughs> and our friend uh, Beto, you yeah, know, about it. Like I I still remember it was we went it was that night we went to the Zuzu Canyons. Yeah, and we there were chilling or we were smoking. And I then, remember, I remember. Like, hey, yeah, guys, I have something to say, and like, dude, you said it with a smile. Like yeah. that's one of the things I remember the most. Your smile when you said. Yeah. It. You know? I remember we were uh, like stargazing up in up in oh, yeah, the yeah, canyons. Bro. I remember it. Yeah, I mean, I just Gabby always says that she was born to be a mom, and I feel like I was born to be a dad. You know, like because sometimes you just feel like you 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 should have a kid. You know, Especially if it's natural too. Like, yeah, does it feel natural to you? Or not? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it feels natural. Yeah. Damn yeah. man. Yeah, that's uh that's something that like for sure has to be natural because yeah. some people, sadly, they're just not meant to be parents you know yeah and like the fact that like it, it dude like the fact that you guys have a combo you know both you and her feel yeah. the same when it comes to like the ability to be a parent you know like yeah that's really cool that's really important man because that's how you raise good human beings yeah you know like mateo and jenna are gonna like grow up in this loving family and they're gonna learn more than what they will learn if someone is not ready for it you know yeah yeah i feel like, yeah um that's crazy because like also like something that I uh, was learning recently in school about uh, families is how like little do we learn emotional intelligence at a young age because mm-hmm. you know yeah like everyone's like like they want you to be smart in school you know like street smart yeah but then like it's especially with Hispanic cultures we don't like learn a lot of emotional intelligence and by like emotional intelligence I mean the like the ability to you like your emotions, it, like it's, you use them as data, which is information mm-hmm. rather than directives. Kind of tracking um, where your anxieties kind of come from. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like putting thoughts into words, you know, like having yeah. them, like having them express how they feel and put them to words. It's so important because it allows them to process and hear what's going on in their head, not just feel it. Yeah, and I, if you're encouraging that, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I do encourage that. And I, I feel like I, I go out of my way to encourage that, too. And I think Gabby does, too, because we do come from Hispanic households where maybe mental health wasn't the biggest thing or just wasn't talked about at all, you know? Yeah. And um, me having anxiety and, like, kind of dealing with that, like, daily, Gabby does, Gabby does too. Um, we know how important it is to make our kids feel comfortable and make sure that they don't shy away from things and make sure that they don't feel like that with their own parents, you know? And uh, we've, we've noticed it with, like, Mateo, you know? He'll have a tantrum or uh, we'll raise our voice sometimes. 
and he gets he gets very he's very emotional really and he gets sad he he starts tearing up but it's not like it's not like a, you know every baby cries or whatever like he gets emotional like he's like hurt his eyes he's like, hurt oh, wow. yeah and i hate seeing that and as soon as i see it like i have to correct it you know because he needs to know that like yes i'm telling you like you know you can't do this but you need to know that I'm, I'm always I'm always here for you too, you know. Yeah. And I don't want you to feel like that, dude. That's something that's so good. Like, kind of uh, like brushing off emotions. Yeah. That, like you know, like invalidating feelings. Yeah. is What leads to a lot of problems later on. You know? Yeah, I agree. Damn, dude. So like, you, both you and Gabby have anxiety. Like, yeah. Have you guys talked about it amongst each other with that? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, I'll be I'll be at work and Gabby will call me that she's at the store and she says, "Oh, I can't go in because of my anxiety." You know, and then I just kind of talk talk her through it, or I talk to her on the phone, and that's with both of us all day. Like, if if I have to go to Food for Less or something, you know, go get go get some groceries after work, I have anxiety to go into the store by myself. It's just it's just how it is, you know. And you can't control it. That's and you can't control sucks. it. It's just like, uh, and like you got to tell yourself, like, why are you even feeling like this? You're just getting freaking bread, you know, like, and it's just it's just like a daily battle. But I I know how it is, and I would hate for my kids to feel like that. Damn. Okay. Yeah. And uh. Like I mean, I know you smoke. Like, does that help with? Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, does I it mean, just calm you down or? With with me, it helps a lot. Um, I've tried to get Gabby to do it. I don't try to force it on anybody. Yeah. It is natural, you know. It's it's gro- it grows like that. It's not like made it's like plant. that. Yeah. It's a plant. But um, for me, it helps a lot. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about marijuana, by the way. Yeah, marijuana. <laughs> uh, it helps a lot for me. Yeah, it helps with uh, just personally, like body aches. You know, yeah, I'm a delivery driver. You know, it's it's. It's a lot on the body, but like mentally, like hell yeah, dude, it, it calms me down a lot. And it's just, and it's not even like that I'm an angry person or that, you know, I'm just like trying to look for something. It's just I have a lot of things that kind of just running in the back of my mind that I don't even know are running. You know, when you like leave the computer on and you leave, you don't even know it's on. The screen's just off. It's like that. You like, know, that's how you feel. Stuff just running in the that's background crazy. constantly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, you can't even control it sometimes. Yeah, I mean, but, rightfully so, dude. Because like, yeah. look at like your life right now. Obviously, yeah. If you're responsible, a lot of those things. Yeah, like it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And that I mean, marijuana just kind of helps calm it down, focus on what's like in front of me, and you know, get through the day. Dude, that's that's sick. Yeah, yeah. that um, I mean, our friend Beto, he's uh, he's like he's told us like the same thing about it, and. It's and that's something what I love talking about because like me personally I don't really suffer through like anxiety, I don't feel nervous when I'm going to the store like what like what you're doing, you know. And in fact, actually, like I love public speaking. Yeah, it's, it's something like I envy you for that, honestly. Dude, and like I and I and I and I I'm trying I, like I try my best to understand and, and empathize with everyone, dude. And yeah, I can't like having that mentality. I think helped understand like this relationships like more you know like yeah. between me and you between other people because it kind of extends off of isn't like anxiety isn't just oh like you feel nervous going to public no it's so many other yeah. factors that like it's it affected because of anxiety yeah yeah man that's crazy yeah you're you're one of the lucky ones yeah because i mean when you when you think about it you just you go on twitter one day and it says you know those like for this for anxiety or whatever uh and maybe you're not one of the ones that likes it but you see you see the amount of people that like it and it's crazy like a lot of people, many people live with anxiety like day to day and some it's not that severe. Some they just get the attacks, you know, here and there. But some they live with it like every day, you know. And for you, you you're you're very lucky. You're very lucky. Yeah. I yeah. I mean I and I kind of understand that fortune, you know, yeah. because I I hear so many stories and all like a lot of my friends have it. Yeah. And yeah, it definitely helps uh me. I definitely t- I appreciate it because of that, you know? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things in life that, sadly, like, people are just... It's kind of like you're born with a deck of cards, you yeah. know? Sometimes you just get a bad deck. Yeah. And when it comes to that, dude, like, men- and, like mental health, what's even harder about it is that, like, it's not really normalized, too. Like, have you talked to your parents about anxiety? The first time I had anything to do with, like, with anxiety was... I was about 18 years old, and I was in the parking lot of... Uh, I was on lunch break, and I was just in my car. 18? Yeah, I was 18. Okay. And, um, I just, I no, actually that was the second time. The first time I was inside, I was, I was working at UPS. I was a package handler. I was just loading packages up, you know, and, um, my hands started getting numb and I was like, what's going on? I was totally fine. Nothing going on. I was just working, nothing going on in my mind. I was just chilling. 
and my hands started going numb. They started um, wrinkling up like like I, I had no control over them. My legs started going numb, and, I'm, and I started freaking out at that point. I'm like, yo, like something's going on. I stepped to the side, and um, I call my supervisor over. He comes, and he goes, hey, what's up? And he, I, sh- I literally show him my hands, and he's like, oh, shit. And he called uh, the, like, the building supervisor or whatever. He comes over, and they immediately call an ambulance. And they're like, like this is going to fucking pass out here, you know? And we don't know what's going on. And I didn't know what was going on, and because I didn't know what was going, on, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I'm freaking out. I'm thinking, God. I'm thinking, I'm gonna die right here. Like I know, like my and heart's that's, pounding. And they didn't help either, huh? No, of course, oh it made God. it worse. And yeah. then they call the ambulance, and Kaiser was literally across the street. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, you guys could have drove me, but whatever. They call the ambulance, and um, they check me in. They check me. They uh, check me into Kaiser, obviously, and they just tell me I had an, I had an anxiety attack. And I was like, I, like, what is that? What are you talking about? They're like, do you feel stressed at work or anything like that? I was like, no, I, was, I felt fine. Like, it, just, it literally happened out of nowhere. And that, that was my first time. And then after that, it just became frequent? After so that. Regret, like, building up? Or? After that, I mean, for my first time, it was kind of like a big thing, you know? And after that, I was, I was scared it was going to happen again. It didn't oh happen again God. until maybe like a month later. And then it, when it happened again, that was the time I was in my parking lot. I was in the parking lot on lunch in my car. And it happened, and I called my mom, and I told her, like, like I'm freaking out. I have no idea why. And she was just kind of just talking me through it, helping me relax. And then I, I ended up leaving work, and I told my, I called my supervisor, and hey, I can't go. Like, you know, it's happening again. I, I got I to gotta go home. I just went home, and she kind of just talked me through it. So she's always been there for me. Um, my dad, he's always... I mean, he gets it too, but he, you know, he's kind of old school more. He doesn't really talk about that stuff. But my mom's always kind of been there for me. She understands how it is. Yeah. Damn, that's uh, that for sure helped you. You had your mom there to like kind of comfort you and validate like your feelings. You yeah, know? yeah. Because I mean, I didn't, I had no clue where it was coming from. You know, like when it, when something, when a feeling like that kind of just happens out of nowhere, like you're at a loss for words. You're 18 already. Yeah, like, I was 18. You didn't so you, like you didn't feel any type of anxiety before that. I mean, or, like, I'm sure you could like label it or. I'm sure it was all kind of from you know just graduated high school. Um, I was working nights at UPS. I was going. Uh, seven in the morning was my first class at Fullerton College. Uh, so I had to wake up at, I think, 5 a.m. because I was too scared to take the freeways back then. So I had to take the streets from my house all the way to Fullerton, which took forever. It took an hour to get there. Oh, my God. But I was like, I'm not going to take the freeway. I'm too scared. It was, it was a long drive. So yeah. whatever. And um, it took for So I was waking up at that time, having to go to school all day at school, and then driving back, going to work right after I think all of that just day in and day out kind of just took a toll and I wasn't realizing it until that actually happened. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know what's going on in your brain, you know, until something like that really happens, yeah. you know? Yeah. Usually like, when I was younger, like around 18, when I was still living at home, uh, when I was in my room alone or something, I'd try to like calm the mind. Because you listen to music too, right? Yeah. But music, I can't do it with music because I'll try to just sing the words in my mind. So I, it's too much going on. It doesn't clear your mind. Yeah. It doesn't clear yeah, my need, mind. You need silence for me. Yeah, it's like, it's like when people listen to those study beats, and while they're studying, you're not studying. Come on. Yeah. Those beats are, like, so distracting. Dude, like, when I listen, when I study, I listen to classical music. Yeah. Because I can't listen to my Nothing music. Nothing with words, huh? To. Yeah. No, I can't. Yeah, or else I'll just start, like... I'll start, like, I'll, rapping I'll get, to yeah, it. Yeah. Too. Yeah, I feel that. <laughs> Damn, dude. So... Wait, okay, so speaking of music, I... I remember you telling me that when you were younger, you would spend hours just laying on your bed with headphones on listening to music, huh? Yeah. Dude, like, yeah, like, that's, that's, a, lot of, that's a lot of time, like, to music. Uh, back then, you know, it was those MP3s. It was a mission to get any music on those things. And uh, my parents had gotten me one from, from uh, I don't even know where. It was those little MP3 players, you know? Yeah. And uh, I had asked my cousin to put music in it. And he put some Mac Miller, you know? He put some music from, I was like... A, probably like 12 when i got my first one so it was more like 50 cent like the old school rap oh, okay, like yeah. 2000s rap eminem stuff like that yeah i mean like like that was in the 2000s when you got yeah it. that was in 2000s yeah. yeah okay yeah so it was cool damn dude and um speaking of mac it's been a, like a year already since his last album came out in january circles, circles. yeah yeah man and it's crazy because Today, I was just, like, kind of, like, wandering through his, like, discography. And he released Kids in 2010. 2010. Yeah. 
And then 2020 is his last album. Circles. Ten years. Ten years, dude. Yeah. At the end of the decade, you know. It's it's. I mean, it, it was a long journey. Um, cut short. Was, uh, sadly, uh, honestly. Sadly, um, I started listening to Mac. I was probably like 15, I want to say, and my cousin had introduced me. To, obviously, Nike's on my feet. Um, I loved it, but I didn't have I I didn't have the MP3 anymore when I when that song came out. I didn't have any access to music, oh, so okay. when I heard it, I already heard it once. And I heard that I heard the All of Kids just once, and I was like, "Damn, like he's dope," but I didn't have any access to music back then. Yeah, and there was no YouTube. Right yeah, there. and or like yeah. maybe you can get it off Rocket Music or something, like burn it on a CD. But you know, it like was so much work. It was man. so much you're, work. You're young. Yeah, yeah, and I was young. I, I, what am I gonna listen to in the fucking car? Like my mom's listening to her corridos, you know. That's true. Like <laughs> she's not let let me bust a Mac, but um, yeah, I was about that age, and then I had never listened to him again, and then. When I had gotten my first iPod freshman, it was about freshman year, I think. Nice uh, yeah, um, that's when I started putting music on my on my on my playlist. I had um, access to it now. I was listening to it. He had released, I think it was, what is it, Above and Beyond, second one. It's not not that popular, but is like the album. Yeah, yeah. So it just it just released a new one. And I started really getting into Mac with the Divine Feminine. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. The Divine Feminine was good. I was I was into some some funky jams. Like I liked I liked uh, not really rap. I wasn't into rap all that much back then. But I liked uh, his that album was very funky. He had Anderson Park featured. Uh, Kendrick Lamar always they always do amazing uh, songs together. Um, and I was really into that kind of music that kind of genre back then. And when he released that, I was like, dude, like, this guy's going to fucking, he's, he's, he's the best, you know? So good. And then, then I started getting into his older stuff. Okay. So I, you can consider me a fake Mac, so you like know, in you the beginning. Reversed. Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. I, uh, I'm, I was the same. I was yeah. The same. I didn't get yeah. into him until uh, Good AM. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Good AM is great, too. Um, I didn't get the freaking uh, name of his album until like yeah, later. I, I was like, I was like, well, I was like, how do you say is is it goddamn or, or is it good AM? Yeah, it's good AM, yeah. though, right? It's good AM, yeah. Good AM. Meaning like like have a like to have a great day. Have a good day. Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah, dude, and that album was fun. Like good AM. Yeah, like, I loved it. It gave me some like 2014 Forest Hill Driver. It was just like like hip hop, like raw yeah. hip hop. You know, like, it was like a, it was kind of like solid hip hop, but like he was he was starting to. Go into different sounds, yeah. Kind of distorting his voice, uh, using more ad libs. He and he was, I felt like he was telling more of a story with that album. With with, with the other ones, kids, um, his previous albums, you know, it's more of a rap song. He was a lot True. younger, yeah, you're right, yeah. yeah. But with, with Good AM, it, it felt like it was the start of a story. The Divine Feminine, as well, at the end, you know, he has that story with Old Couple, yeah, and and it's great, yeah. And I, I think probably Good AM is when that shift happened, you know? Yeah. From, like, you know, kids and um, watching TV with with the music off. Oh, we can't leave out Faces, though. Faces. Oh, my God. <sighs> I, I was listening to Faces today. Number one. Jesus. That, it's so sad how, like, we can't listen to it on Spotify, you know? But on SoundCloud, like, God damn, it's such a good album, man. It's, it's amazing. I listened to it. Uh, all as one. I found it on SoundCloud as as it's like yeah, an it hour and like twenty. Yeah, yeah. It literally just yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I had to listen because it it feels like one giant song. It yes. doesn't feel like it's it, when when people split it up and it's like track one, track two, track three. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to go like that. It feels like it's what just one continuous yeah, song. Yeah, it, it's very also like fluid. Like yeah, fluid, very like, fluid. It's not like it's like oh like it's just a hard cut. From yeah, one to the other. yeah. And those ad libs are crazy. I tr- I've been trying to find who's speaking in them and I can't find them. No, the guy you know the guy like like, uh, like saying Miller it doesn't Mac? matter. Like, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, like I I want to know who that is because like this is going crazy, you know, and it makes the album that more great. With all those ad libs, and you know he puts he puts all of them in the right spot, like on purpose. It's it's great, dude. Like it's crazy how Mac like he wasn't just a good like rapper or singer, but he was a producer and he was amazing. Larry Fisherman, yep. Larry Fisherman, like goddamn, he was so good. Like yeah. I mean, didn't he? Didn't he produce like eighty percent of Circles? Oh, Circles. Uh, are we gonna talk about Circles right now? No, I should not. Let's talk. About, okay, okay, I was like, I got a lot to say about. Yeah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. all right, but um. Yeah, what are we on right now? Faces. 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 Um, 
it's just great. You know, he's, it, you can tell he was exploring a lot more. Um, I, I'm 100% sure he was definitely on something when he, he made was, that album. He, he was on drugs the, he entire, was, time, yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Speaking of Mac Miller and drugs, um, I've always found it very, very ironic that if you listen to his his entire discography, he continuously talks about uh, uh, snorting, you know, uh, um, coke and like how he's afraid of it, how like, oh, why don't you just try it? He mentions it in his songs and he's, but he always says like, I won't do it because I'm afraid of it or because it'll kill me. And what do you know? Like he gets some shitty fucking Coke filled with fentanyl and ends up dying, you know? Well, like he also like hints throughout his discography of like an, an addiction overdose. Yeah. Like, like, Oh yeah. Dude, he for sure. He was aware of his yeah. addiction, you know? Yeah. And like he, and like through telling about his addiction, he obviously like, he talked a lot about overdose and like yeah. death, you know? Yeah. Damn dude. I just I I've always it's it's kind of beautiful in a way when when he, it it I I guess I'll use ironic again you know he he died from that and his entire life he was kind of talking about that and you know it's kind of like everything catches up to you you know yeah and yeah. I mean damn dude like just the ten years that he like oh no it was more than ten years but more than ten like, years dude, he was twenty six when he died. Yeah, twenty six. Imagine true. we're two years away from that we're now. Two years away from how that. and how young do you feel? The amount of impact, yeah, that he's made, you know, yeah. through his music. Like today, when I was listening to Faces, I was feeling like Mac was feeling. Yeah, like, I wasn't on drugs, but no, but you can feel it. You, you know, you can feel it. Kind of feel what he's going through in that in that in that time. You know. Yeah, and he does such a good job. So there's three main components to a song: mm -hmm. production, melody, and lyrics. Okay, he's. Solid on everything, dude. Yeah. His production has always been good. Through the roof. Wow. I think that showed a lot with swimming. Uh, oh, my God. Yes. Swimming yeah. Was, yeah. 2009, I mean, he went above and beyond with uh, with all that production. With all the, with the symphony, you know. And uh, when at the NPR Tiny Desk uh, concert, it was yeah. it was drastically, like, like, a shortened, you know, to, like, five people. But when he recorded it, it was like a symphony. He had a, he had a, a lot of people there. Really, violins, everything. God damn. To record that, it it was beautiful. Two thousand nine. Oh my god. I sw I mean, swimming. I think we both talked about it. it's our favorite album, right? Swimming has to be my top favorite yeah, album. Yeah, same year. Same year. Swimming came out two thousand eighteen. Yeah. And God, yeah, man, it was such a good, like that album. The fact that it came out one month before he died. Yep. You know and. Every single song is gorgeous, and like what I liked about it was, was like the funk of it. Yeah, you know, like it was so it was such a fun album, like so deep and layered. Yeah, it was like he finally like found his sound, you know. Yeah, I, and I he totally was just agree. going all for it because I think that album has the most production. If you listen to it, all the little beats like hidden in there, all the little ad libs, um, and you know the song's never done with Mac. You know he'll reach it'll be like a two and a half minute song, and then the beat completely changes and there's there's like a little snippet at the end where like he just needs to get something off his chest almost yeah and but it's it has nothing to do with the previous like couple minutes of the song it's crazy and he definitely demonstrates that in the song self-care yeah you know self-care the second like that whole song it's probably one of my favorite songs i know it's i like i know it's very like obviously popular you know yeah. but then like i just resonate so much with it like the way i i get from it is that like the first half of the song is kind of him in oblivion yeah and him like and like that production switch that beat switch and like in two minutes and 21 seconds i believe it's him waking up you know and like he's like, like didn't know what i was missing like, yeah now i see a little different I was yeah too much but i got stuck in oblivion like god damn and you know what oblivion is right elaborate elaborate please oblivion was the title of his uh supposed to be third album uh that was it was going to be a trilogy Swimming Circles and Oblivion? It was supposed to be called Swimming in Circles into Oblivion. Oh, my God. And uh, and uh, Swimming was... This was with John Bryan, the producer of, yeah. of Circles. And uh, Swimming, too. I think yeah, he, he was yeah. on Swimming, too, right? Uh, this is what he said during uh, an interview of, of Circles. He said that um, Swimming was supposed to be, you know, kind of a mix. Rap, little funk, little, little soul, a little bit of uh, ballads here and there. Uh, circles was was in its intentions were to be that dissected, you know, that stripped down. So I mean, he delivered on that. 
And then Oblivion was supposed to be a purely rap album. Really? Yeah. And, you know, whether it's out there or not, it's, we don't know. His estate probably knows that, whether it's going to be released or not. Yeah. I doubt it, but I mean, either, it was there. Like, either way, we live in a world where Circles is up. Yeah. Like, I never thought Circles was going to come out. Like, when that Is that a out, good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing, man. Is like, it? I, overall, like, it's just the appreciation of life. You yeah. Know? Like, he... He did, he managed this was was one more time. Yeah, circles is beautiful, man. I I love circles, but it's probably my third favorite. It's probably behind faces. Faces, I, I mean, yeah. faces is solid. Like faces, I totally understand. Yeah, yeah. I I love circles. It's just I just wish we weren't told as like fans that that it wasn't complete, you know, because then we would have never known. But as fans, when you listen to it and you have that in the back of your mind that it wasn't complete, you know, that John Bryan did finish it. They said, they claim, you know, 80, 90%. It was done. The album was done. It was just a little, you know, which song goes first, second, third, like that, you know, a little bit of production here and there. But when you listen to it, does it really sound like a Mac Miller album? No. No, right? It's, it, I mean, like, it, it's an R&B album. It's it's a, it's kind of an R and B kind of soul, it, yeah. almost an alternative album, yeah. you know. Like it's it was it was completely different. Yeah, and whether whether that was Max' true intentions, we'll never know. I mean, I think his the most him of the song was maybe Blue World. Blue World, yeah. yes, yes, that because because of the funkiness, because of the production into the song. I think it, like was Disclosure the one that produced it. I don't remember. I think uh I mean, I don't want to butcher. Yeah, like, yeah. But damn, I mean. You listen to it, and and with every song, you kind of feel like if Mac would have finished it, it would have been funkier. There would have been more beats, more hidden music, just hidden like into each song. Itself. The production, like yeah. you ju- I just I'm I'm left wanting more. I'm left wanting, wondering was this his true intentions or was this John Bryan just kind of finishing with what he could. Well, I mean, there's also like beauty behind the simplicity of it, you know. Yeah. Circles, oh, I love it. I I think the so album simple, is like, great. Beautiful. Yeah. Woods is probably my, Woods is probably one of my Woods. favorite songs yeah. of Mac. Personally, yep. mean. I love Woods. Woods is gorgeous. Like it's a, such a beautiful meaning. The production, the melody, like everything I about. I freaking love that Woods. Song is yep. Beautiful. And how it leads into Hand Me Down. Hand me of course, oh the, easily the most popular song it's off the album. It's such a good song too. Yeah. It's such a good song. I wish. Um, the the featured artist I can't remember his name I wish he got more credit on that song yeah I don't know yeah he's he, a good singer he he when Circles was released he I found his Twitter and I can't find it anymore but he had released something saying thank you to the fam to the Mac Miller's family and his estate for releasing it and keeping him on the album you know and um, but then when John Bryan speaks about it he speaks uh, that song specifically that he did the drums he did the guitar and I'm like damn like. I want to know who did it, you know, because I want to give this guy his credit. That song is amazing. It's beautiful. And there's a recording of him and Mac recording it together. Really? And I'm like, dude, like, you got to give this man his credit, you know? He's not even featured on the song. And he's he's the only feature on the album. The only one. Oh, my God. You're right. He's the only feature. It's very very short, but come on. It makes the song. It makes the song. And it makes, yeah, it makes the song. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's some legal stuff. Maybe it got paid out, but. I would love for him to get featured on there. Damn, you're right. Circles had... He's the only feature. The only feature. Damn. And it's crazy because, like, I love the concept how uh, swimming and circles are connected, you know? Swimming in circles. Yeah. And I just sent you the video today, but... So, Dissect Podcast, it's like... Have you heard of Dissect Podcast? Yeah, Yeah, I have. So, like, their podcast, like, they analyze an album season and every episode's a song. They released the video today of how there's like a hidden meaning behind circles, you know? And then I sent it to you. We saw it. And the last song of circles once a day, how it ends in a very like unsatisfying tone and yeah. being played back in the beginning of circles, it completes that. Yeah. And it makes it a circle. Yeah. Kind um, of like a day to day routine. Yeah. Kind of like this is kind of like the beginning to the end is his entire day, you know? Yeah. Um, I did. I did see the video. I agree with most of it, but because they released the deluxe album with it continuing, I feel like that theory goes out the window. You know, because it continues right into right 
And if you listen to it once a day into right, it flows perfectly. Interesting. But it, does it end there, or do you count the deluxe album as the final version? Because then it's right, and then it's floating. Yeah. And, you know, floating does feel like an end to the album. I don't like it as the end of the album, but it does feel like it could be the end. But it just it's kind of your take, you know, whether you like the deluxe or whether you just count the album release as it was. Yeah, well, that's something also that was mentioned of how, like, the ending of the album, whether it's once a day or um, floating, floating. It's not satisfying. Like it's not like fully. Like, it doesn't feel at the end. But also, I think that that could be like a metaphor to Max Life. Yeah. You know how it wasn't it complete. Wasn't complete. Yeah. Know? Like we could have lived in a world where there was more, like more music. Dude. More if, Mac if Miller. If I mean, Oblivion came out. Like what you think saying? about it. It would have been released maybe this, maybe this month. No, if, I think if you followed. You think so? You think that would well, have been released so back to back? Because Circles was probably released a little early, maybe because. Because it was released in January 2020, yeah. and then Swimming was the August of 2018. Of 2018. Yeah, that was like so, a year and a half. So say Circles, maybe was its intention was, again, August 2019. Mm, okay. Maybe we, we probably would have got Oblivion last year, if he was still here. Damn. And Circles a lot sooner. You just never know. And never know. And we will, we will never know. We will never know. Yeah. That's, fucking, that's wild, dude. And he was my favorite artist of this past, like, Spotify rap. Top five. Rappers, let's go. Top five rappers. I need them off the top of your head. Okay, so it's going to be um, Mac Miller, Tyler Creator, Kanye, Kondre, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Kanye. Kendrick Lamar, and personally me, Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry? Yeah. Oh, great. That's yeah. a good list. What about you? Mac, obviously, one. Uh, I'd have to go J. Cole, two. Kendrick, three. I'd honestly probably put Action Bronson at four. Action Just because yeah. I love his music. Yeah, I mean, it, it's your top five. Yeah, you know? I, I love his music. Yeah. I, think, I think he's hilarious. He's great. Yeah, I like him. And then pre-Big Day, Chance the Rapper. Oh, my God. Just just ignore that album. Just just push it to the side. We don't pay attention to that <laughs> album. Pay, yeah, I mean, Colors was... Colors, uh, I, lo- I loved it. But you can tell he was already starting to kind of stray away from his old stuff. But yeah, his old rap. stuff, Acid Rap, I mean, come on, dude. Acid Rap was great, dude. I, I great. remember when I first listened to that, like on like SoundCloud, it was yeah. like in 2014. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Like, you can only listen on SoundCloud too. Yeah. Because, no, they did release it on Spotify and Apple Music, but th- there's a break between, I can't remember the songs, Pusha, Pusha Man, and then the previous song. There's a break, and there's like a silence in that song, at the end of that song, for like, really? like a good minute. It's a minute of silence. And then Pusha Man starts. But when the Spotify and Apple released it, they completely skipped that 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 silence, and then it just starts into Pushman. It ruins the whole thing. It ruins it because I mean those late nights, like rolling, like smoking. You know, you smoke shots. Yeah, that, that silence is that very silence. It, it makes the, it makes the song. You know, yeah. you're waiting for something, and they took it out. I hate God, it. Damn. Yeah. That yeah that fucked it up. They fucked it up. Yeah. Damn. All right, dude. So so it was Ashton Bronson, pre um, pre Big Day Chance the Rapper, J Cole. Kendrick, Kendrick, and Mac. and Mac. Okay, okay. Yeah, the reason why I put uh, Denzel Curry up there was because he um, he's for sure like gave me this um, like he helped inspire me make yes yeah. you know like the name Zenith yeah his song Zenith is what I love that song it's one of my favorite songs because of the meaning behind it and also like now the the depth it has to me personally yeah you know yeah and um yeah like have you heard of Zenith by by Denzel Curry? I have. I think I'm. I'm sure I have. Yeah. I need to. I it's need also to be. Featuring Joey Badass. Yeah. yeah oh, it, Joey Badass is great it, too. It came out Imperial. Like yeah. that was Imperial. Like the the album by Denzel Curry. Oh, okay. Yeah. I probably need to re-listen to it. Yeah, dude. Like I recently revisited like his discography as well. Yeah. And like it was so good, dude. Like Imperial, Taboo, Zoo. Like and then his last one that came out with Kenny Beats, Unlocked. Yeah. Yeah, like it's all great. Like Kenny Beats is getting some great rappers out there he is some great ones zach fox included dude i love like the show kenny beats has you know the yeah Dave. it's a youtube channel of um the kenny beats he's a producer mostly hip-hop he also started in edm which is yeah. crazy and he um he has a show called the cave where he brings in artists and um, he makes a production for them a song on the spot and they freestyle it it's only like 10 minutes long yeah. And yeah, he's brought like Zach Fox, Doja Cat, Denzel Curry. Zach Fox probably was the best one. Zach Fox is off the top of his head. He's off great. He's great. Head. He's hilarious. <laughs> he's great. <man>. Yeah. 
And I also like I follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious on Twitter. Yeah, like that guy is funny, man. Zach Fox. I like I could see him becoming like a comedian. Shout out. I yeah. think he is. I think he's done stand up. Yeah, I mean, I, I know he has. Oh, yeah, he, he has, has artwork. Yeah, he is yeah. an artist. Dude, he's he's for sure talented, man. Yeah, Kenny Beats is an amazing producer. Um, have you heard of the Alchemist? The Alchemist, yes. Alchemist, probably one of the greatest producers. Amazing. Uh, Price of Tea of China, check it out by Boldy James. Wait, what's it's the amazing. Song? Uh, it's an album, Price of Tea in China. Price of Tea in China? Yeah. Okay. It's amazing. Short, they're short albums, but it's a lot of East Coast rap, you know? Um, I've been more into East Coast rap recently. Okay. I fuck, that's why Action Bronson's more East Coast. Yeah. Um, Boldy James, um, Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Skinny Shug on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> you listen to Gold Link? Gold Link? Right? I don't fuck with Gold Link ever since he fucking he fuck, dissed like, Mac. He dissed Mac. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I listen to him. Um, at what cost that album? I I've honestly tried to listen to him. Like it'll come on my playlist, and I'm like, I can't even listen to this dude, bro, because he just I can't even like I'll I'll look and I'm like, oh, it's Golden, and I'll skip it. Like I can't, bro. He dismacked after he died for ah, no reason. He died, like yeah, trying I, to get I think credit. It was Anderson Park who, um, who called him out. Yeah, yeah. He called him out. He was like, what are you doing, dude? Like this dude's gone. Like just honor him. Yeah. Damn, Anderson Park himself. He's he's great too. He's, he's great. Boys. Mal- starting with Malibu and then Ventura, I think. Ventura and then um, what's the other one? They're released like almost back to back. Yeah. Okay, Malibu, Ventura, and oh sorry, no, no, no. Let's find out right now. We have so many albums uh, in our brain. Yeah, dude, and and that's something like I definitely um appreciate how you do this as well. You listen to albums. Oh, uh, Oxnard. 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 Yeah. Okay, so but yeah, dude, like I I love how you listen to albums like as a whole, and I think that needs like it, it shouldn't it doesn't need to be, but like it should be appreciated more, you know, like the entire art like artwork of the artist, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kendrick Lamar has actually said that numerous times that that rappers nowadays, these mumble rappers, they're not gonna last because people don't want to listen to your shit in a, in a week or two, you like, know. It, it's so temporary. It's so know? temporary when like. Kendrick Lamar's albums, they they will stand the test of time because of how relatable he makes it. I mean, when was when what were you what year did Dan Dam come out? I think like 2016. 2016? 2017? I mean, think about it. Like, and he hasn't released anything, and he's still very very relevant today. Oh, well, I mean, he also uh, in 2018 he released uh, the Black Panther. So, oh yeah, yeah. Black Dan Panther. Came out in 2017. Black Panther. 2018. Black Panther was great too. That yeah. album. If it was just a Kendrick Lamar album, it would have it could have won a freaking solid. Grammy. Like it would have it would have it's amazing. Yeah, it's a very solid album. So um, now that we said artists, do you have like a top three or top five albums? Albums. Yeah, and they don't and like you don't need to like restrict them to just hip hop though. Yeah. Damn. Albums. You gotta give me your list. All right, I'll give me my I, list. I think. Um, top. Let's see. Let's do top three, because. There's a lot. So, um, for sure, number one for me is Igor by Tyler, the Creator. That's a good one. Number two is probably The Wall by Pink Floyd. Damn. And number three is probably Swimming by Mac Miller. Damn. Um, I could do the top five, actually. My Okay, number four, I would say, is um, Saturation One by Brockhampton. And uh, the fifth one would be My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by oh. No, no, no. I, I would substitute saturation for Dam. For so, Dam? Yeah, so it's The Wall, Igor, Dam, Swimming, and My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. That's a good top five. Dam. You know what? This, I mean, this list is going to be relevant on what I'm listening to right now okay. because I can't think that far back. It's all good. It's all good. Because, I mean, if I think that far back, we're going to be here all day. Um, Especially with how much music you listen yeah, to. Yeah. But uh, Swimming has got to... Ah, man. It's because I don't want to put two Mac Miller albums up there. Dude, I mean, I wanna... do it. Like, it's your it's your list at the end of the day, you know? It's like all time, you know? Yeah. All, I mean, Mac Miller, that's all time. Two different albums. That's what I'm saying. Times, you know? Say it, bro. Okay, so like, <laughs> name those two and then you can name another one. If you all want. right, probably Swimming and then Faces. Okay. And then, honestly, Mad Villainy by MF Doom. Not in that order, though. Have you heard of that album? Mad Villainy? Not recently. MF Doom? Yeah, rest it's in great. Peace, rest in peace. It's free. It's great. Yeah, it's great. I'll give it a listen. I mean, now. both of us loving superheroes, you know, and all that. The, it makes a lot of references to it. It's great. It's funny. Okay. All right, For beautiful. Sure. Um, Plastic Beach by the Gorillas. Ooh, okay. 
That album was great. Production's amazing. Snoop Dogg featured on there. <laughs> and then probably Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino. Oh my god, Childish Gambino. Just because that album, the playback, you can play it every day. It's The re-listen the value. So I was actually talking to this with one of my friends, how... Um... The thing that like um, I get I get uh, I get kind of um, sad about with Charles Gambino is that his albums usually are like it takes a while for people to appreciate them. Yeah. I oh, Awaken My Love. It came out while we were in high school. No, no it, it came out in 2016. 2016. 2016. The, because the internet but came out. People didn't like appreciate school. it until like two years yeah. after or something. People didn't appreciate it because of the internet. Yeah. So, like, and recently dissected their out their um their season on because of the internet. Yeah. Dude, like that that. Album came out when we were in high school. That's almost ten years, yeah. and it's so relevant. Oh my god! Don't say ten years. Holy I shit! Yeah, like, dude, it's 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 crazy move, dude. I mean, like, we've known each other for more than ten years. Yeah, dude. sixth like, grade. Yeah, so, so let's do the math. We're twenty four. How old were you in sixth grade? I think we were uh, like ten. Because okay, eighth grade we're thirteen. Seventh, oh, we're eleven. No, we we're fourteen in eighth grade. No, eighth grade, thirteen, fourteen. I think you're older yeah. than me. May. And you're what? October. October. So yeah, I turned I turned the year before that that end. I turned a year older that school year, and then you turned the next school year. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, like I graduated yeah. high school seventeen. I graduated eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you were twelve. I was eleven. Mm-hmm. We're twenty four now. Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's fucking crazy. Years. That's at least twelve years. Oh, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but we got to see we got to see each other grow, dude. Like, yeah, look at us now, you know. Yeah. It's been it's been very very long. I mean, and then we lost touch too when we were in high school. Remember? Yeah, because we went. Yeah, you went. Yeah, we went to different high schools. And I mean, it's kind of crazy that we that we like came to like hang out again. You know? Yeah. It was like a random ass fucking night. Remember? You were like, "How did it start? What, what did I say? Either you said it or I said it about smoking." Yeah, and then I was like, "I'm down. I'll pull up." You you t- you said pull up, and I or you were smoking or something, and I said, "Let me pull up." I pulled up, and that's it. And it's been there, like, since, yeah. These weed brings people sure together, man. Yeah, like, weed brings people together. Yep. That is for sure. That, oh, my God, that's a, uh, that's, that's poetic right there, bro. Because, I mean, like, also, like, what's beautiful about, like, life and, like, relationships in general, dude. Like, our relationship, yeah, like, the time that we've known each other has been 12 years. As everything in life, our relationship also has like gone through a lot. Yeah, and it's so like it's beautiful to still be able to come back, you know, and like, yeah. talk to this. Like, dude, the last time we talked was a year ago, I think, more than a year ago. Because, yeah, uh, it was well, because of COVID. COVID. It was before yeah. COVID when you went to your housewarming party. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my first apartment. Your first apartment. Yeah. yeah. Now you live in another one. And yeah, dude, I think yeah, like it's crazy how uh i mean that's how adults like that's how adult life is gonna be you know you know we're young we're gonna understand it but the older we get the harder it is to connect but what's gonna be beautiful is those connections i mean i don't think time should dictate the um how strong a relationship could be you know with friends or with anybody really yeah um i think just as long as you have a connection with that person whether it's three months or three years like you're always gonna be solid with that person you know yeah dude and like that's something i uh i'm definitely gonna and that's why I feel like our uh, this relationship is gonna last long because of like kind of like our the both of ours our appreciation you know of music and weed yeah and well like an appreciation general. of the friendship too you know like yeah. we know that like like we're whether we're not talking because I'm busy with my kids or or you're busy with school like we're still friends you know yeah like people like life just gets in the way and that's just how it is yeah dude and like yeah like I, I think yeah it's good for people to like it's good to understand that as well you know yeah and it's it's beautiful man and. Yeah, because I, uh, a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand that, you know. And you lose a lot of friends, you lose a lot of, of connections because of that, yeah. you know. So yeah, like you don't need to talk to someone like every day to like no. be friends, especially like why not? We're adults too. Like, uh, I why, mean, like, what are we gonna talk about on an everyday basis? How are we gonna do it? We can't exactly. We can't. I mean, I got my life, you got your life, yeah. you know. It's just how it is. Yeah, bro. But yeah. Uh, I, uh, I thank you, dude, for sitting down. I, 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 love, I thank you for having me. I love, yeah. I love the, I love what we talked about. Definitely. Yeah demonstrate the overall premise of what i'm doing here you know the yeah. appreciation of like love and life and the li- we talked about mm-hmm. the life of mac miller and his music how important it is and we live in a world where circles came out we live in a world where you're dead now you know yeah like, we're living this world and I'm, I'm excited to keep seeing keep yeah being here thank you yeah man and uh 
for those who are still listening right now, um, you could catch uh, this podcast at, at Zenith underscore podcast on uh, social media, Instagram, Twitter. And um, by any chance, would you like to share your social media? Um, I'll, I'll shout out my new sock page just oh, so you guys yes. can buy some sick ass socks that my wife is doing. So, like, are they socks for kids or for, like... It's all sizes. Um, you know the Nike socks. Yeah. All sizes, kids, toddlers, uh, women's, men's. It's at The Martin Shop on Instagram. The Martin Shop. Yeah. Two E's after for the... So, T-H-E-E Martin Shop. Okay, Martin Shop. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and you just started, so I'm excited. Yeah, it's a little startup. I mean, you know, COVID has... It's brought a lot of boredom into our lives, you know? So we're, we're just trying to keep busy, trying to make a little extra money here and there. So, Dude, and like, I could totally see you with that, you know, like with the socks. Dude, I'm, I, you're always rocking Got dope them on ass right socks. Now. <laughs> yeah. You've always been rocking dope ass, dope ass socks with your vans, you know? Yep. Yeah, dude. And uh, I'm excited to see that grow. So, yeah, just, uh, just so you guys know, um, Alberto Martin at the Martin Shop with two E's after the. the? <laughs> And there, you could buy some nice, very beautiful colored socks just to spice up your life. You know, spice up your like your your fit. You know, yes. like there's nothing you can never go wrong with some colorful socks. Never go wrong with socks. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time at Zena. <laughs>